back, everyone, for another episode of As the Drum Turns. We've got Jeff Hollingshead here and our very first guest joining us today, the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Zagula. Mike, thanks for joining us. And uh, hey, we're all sitting six feet apart, so no need to worry about that. That's right. That's right. Mike, tell us a little bit about about who you are and what you do here at SRM. Well, uh, I'm the CEO here at uh, Smarter Ready Mix, and uh, I do everything from mix designs and um, invoices, you know, travel around, help incorporate new companies into the system, uh, do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then you want to talk? Yeah, that's that's, that's it. I wanted you, Mike, for you to – to share a little bit about, you know, your history, you know, Metro and kind of your journey to get to where you're at. Okay. Well, I uh, started in November of 89 in this very building working for Metro Ready Mix. I come out of over the road background, was running a shop and I started as uh, fleet maintenance manager at Metro then and did that for about three years. And then I was over fleet and plant maintenance for a couple more years. And then I started in operations so me and another gentleman had half the plants at that time. We had, I don't know, about 10, 12 plants. And uh, <clears throat> so we were area managers, had our own area. And then also, um, after a few years of that, we were having some issues in quality control. So I was asked to take on that realm, and I did that. Um, kind of got quality control up to speed. And then in 2002, Metro kind of reorganized. And the other gentleman, Ron Harrison, he took all the plants and I took quality, environmental, tankers, barge unloading, uh, aggregate haulers, and did that for about two more years. And then Ron left and then I became, you know, started doing the plants again. And uh, actually, Jeff Bryant did what I was doing because we had hired Jeff after that because he was in sales and he went into tech services, we called it. And then I worked staying in that current capacity and then became VP of Metro Ready Mix. And of course we went through the downturn like everybody else did and um, had tough times like everybody did and got it turned around a little bit and then it started going south. But we're blessed when we got uh, acquired by Smarter Ready Mix. Yeah. And I guess you've been with Metro, I guess, what, close to 30 years then or over 30 well, years. You started in 80, right? 89. So I was about 25 years when y'all uh, acquired us. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it's it's been six years this year yeah. uh, since we've been doing it. And uh, it's been a long, long journey uh, to get to where we're at. And we've we've bought since then. I guess we've been a part of like 40, 40 acquisitions <laughs> yeah. all across the country. It's been a fun ride. It's been a lot of fun. And, and it's. And a lot of people, I don't think, realize they don't get it how we're how we're able to do so much with so little. And, Correct. And a lot of that's a testament to the all the great general managers we got in place and people, that's right. and and also how we've utilized technology. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when they bought when you know y'all bought uh, Metro Ready Mix, we bought that was August first, twenty fourteen, and you know, change that'd be my biggest message: change. You've got to let it take place and let it happen. And things are, you know, on the other side, things are so much better because you come in right away. We went up $23 a yard on the concrete price yeah. at Metro. <clears throat> and customers were having, you know, they were having a fit. And they'd come down here. And I remember being in, you know, with your dad and you were there and Ryan. And 
like Joe White was Mid American. He was, oh, I'm not going to pay. This is ridiculous. And anyhow, Mike told him, so, well, we appreciate your business, but you know, we've got to make money and not like, unlike Metro lost money, tell them to go. And Joe, of course, he got mad. Yeah. I know how much. And anyhow, so he stayed with us. And then that was in August. And then the World of Concrete, the next year in January, we were there and Concrete Pump Partners is the biggest pumping company in Nashville. Well, they were having a little soiree for customers. So we go there and Joe motions me to come over and sit down and introduce me to son and everything. He said, man, it's the best thing Mike ever did was raise that price. Now I'm charging more and making more money. <laughs> and I just started laughing because I'm thinking, you know, a few months ago, you were really upset, but now you see the benefit. We had undervalued ourselves to contractors and the producers. And you've said that a bunch uh, over the years, too, is, is, is that this industry has uh, undervalued its people. You know, and Correct. the knowledge and the yeah. the ability to do what we do, and I'm, I'm not talking about me and you. I'm talking yeah, about overall. That's right. You know, it, not everybody can do this. Not everybody can get up every day and grind it out and and do what the folks that work for us do each and every day. Yeah. It's not. It's worth something, and it's worth the price that we ask folks to pay. And and if we can get everybody thinking that and understanding that, you know, we create value for you by showing up on time, and we've got great quality concrete. Got great equipment. You know, it's like Metro. When we bought Metro, we were working, all of us, we were working, you know, night and day. I mean, we literally had, yeah. we had air blow up mattresses in our office. We'd sleep here three or four nights a week. That's right. And uh, we had one wet batch and one dry batch. And now we sit here today, we got three dry, three wets and yeah. four dries. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and I think we, when we took over, we had 20, about 22 trucks. Yeah, 22 man trucks in downtown Nashville. And now we got 100. Correct. You know, and it's, but you can't do that unless you're making money. That's right. And that's what people don't and understand. You have to charge enough. And then the thing, like when I would meet, you know, and you, like Charter Construction, when I took you to meet Turner, we had lunch, we were talking to him and the other customers. I said, we did yourself a disservice, plus more importantly, ourselves, because we didn't even make enough money to replace and update our equipment. So our service got less and less and less. You know, so we yeah. did ourselves a great disservice because it run us in the ground. And, yeah. you know, being acquired was the only only option. <clears throat> and we're, you know, we talk about this a lot, too, is we want to build a company that's a, it's a hundred year company. So we don't look, you know, what are we doing today? How many yards are we doing this month? How many yards are we doing this week? We don't pay attention to that. It's are we building a company that can last for a hundred years? You know, what 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 are we doing? What kind of plant maintenance are we doing? What, how's our fleet look? You know, and it's all those culmination of all those things brought together uh, to create a company that's going to stand the test of time for for the next generation. You know, Mike's kids work here. Uh, you know, my kids, I hope one day can can take over for for me. And, you know, we want to create a company that makes that that has that impact uh, yeah. for for generations to come, not just for us, but for everybody that works for us. But something else I want to speak about, too, is, you know, people don't understand why we you know, do the things that we do. And, and for instance, on price, I mean, we have price consistency across all markets for a lot of different reasons. Of course, it's to make the, the money that you want to make, but it's also the simplicity of it. Right. I mean, anybody can price concrete. If you know the base price, you can price any mix at any state at any time. And there's, it's so simplistic, the approach that we take. Correct. And That's I, right. you know, and, and customers, you know, and when I do travel out and talk to customers, I mean, 
after a while they learn our system. They so they when they go bid a job, they know, well, I'm gonna pour no air mix or I'm gonna do a two-inch line pump. They can calculate in their head real quickly. This is the price and count on consistency and pricing and, and quality and service. Yeah. And that, and that adds value. And right. it, and it enables us <clears throat> to take just a few people you know, yeah. and do a whole lot of th- stuff because we've got continuity. And I, I talk about it all the time about it's the Southwest way, right? Where we, we got the same engines. You know, you think about our trucks, we got a DD 13 in every truck. Yeah. We've got, you know, we're running Jonelle, we're running Marcotte and everything that we do. Our pricing structure is the same in every market. Uh, you know, it, it even mixes. You know, I know you've been spending yeah. a lot of time lately looking at mixes and get, making sure there's continuity in that. Correct, correct. Yeah. The easier you make it the, to, for everybody to understand. And that's what I think is hard with a lot of the people when we do an acquisition because we get some really, really good people. They've had a lot of years' experience, but because they've – you know, whatever worked for them was fine, but we, we do it simple. And then after a while, they get used to it. They're like, man, this is just so much better. It's easier. It's easy to remember. You know, even like the batch computer markups are different command batches. But I, everyone I talked to six months into it, man, it was kind of different at first, but I really like this because it's so simple. And that's what we try to make it easy and let them focus on important things. Even like the GMs, you know, they're worried about getting trucks under the plant, getting loaded to the customer, not so much inside trying to run a report to see what the yards per hour. You got to take care of boots on the ground, get the trucks under the plant, somebody always under the hole. If you're not loading and get them off the yard, it'll take care of itself and take care of the customer. I mean, that's our biggest, <clears throat> you know, that's who we're, we're trying to service. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that what we've done is made this a business again and not a concrete company. And I right. think every other company that we've bought out and no, cha- you know, no fault of their own, but our industry as a whole, we look at everything from a concrete lens. It's all about, you know, about the particulars of the product or particulars of just concrete. But at the end of the day, we're a business and we got to run it like a business. It doesn't matter if we're selling concrete or, you know, flying people on planes or selling cookies or a donut shop. None of that matters. At the end of the day, it costs us this much. We got to sell it for this much in order to turn a profit. And, you know, there's been a lot of instances in the past and, uh, where Metro is this way, where they thought in their minds, if I produce this much volume, then my cost is going to come down and then I'm yeah. going to make more money. But that never comes to fruition. No, no. If you're selling something below cost, uh, you could produce a million yards and you're still below cost. It's not profitable. I mean, that's just. It was so funny, too, because we were <laughs> Metro had these sophisticated systems about yeah. pricing concrete. It was We still use it today. Yeah. Me and Mike, we use it all the time to price mixes and it was great. But I remember walking to Mike, Mike's office one day and I said, Mike, I said, every one of these reports has got a negative number on a concrete price. I said, so they knew they was losing money, right? And Mike's like, well, would you, I mean, Mike, <laughs> he was like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess they did know. I mean, I yeah. said, but why did they keep doing it? It just, it, but it's not just them, we're picking on them, but, but yeah. it's everybody. There's a lot of them like that, yeah. It's everybody does that. You know, yeah. I, I tell people all the time. Most companies, not all the time, but 90% of the time, they didn't sell because they were getting rich. No. They sold because, because they were broke. They were broke, yeah. losing money. I mean, how many, you know, with me doing all the invoicing and, you know, changing mixes and getting, just getting equipment repaired, trucks replaced, the invoices, the amount of money spent, you could just see it snowball go way up and eventually it levels back out. But we go to places and I'm like, 
this is madness, you know, but the people are working there dealing with the hands they were dealt. So they're trying to get by, but. You know, and in the past, I know a lot of companies, and I know we're going a little long, but <clears throat> the, a lot of companies, Metro is this way too. Their, their goal, their leadership's goal was to put a plane in as cheap as they could. Right. They wouldn't pave. They'd put a trailer in. Yeah. And just, and all that stuff just falls apart. And people don't, you know, and another thing too, as far as guys keeping trucks clean, if they work in a facility that's got a bunch of leftover, an old raggedy trailer that's fallen in, they're not going to be that inclined to take care of the new equipment, you know, as much. And that's why we hone in on all of our folks to, you know, we want to have nice equipment. We want to have nice plants. I mean, when we put a plant in, we're building a brand new dispatch office. It's bricked. You know, there's a nice driver's room, operator's room. There's a nice, uh, you know, dispatch office for the, the plant manager there. We would do everything. We want to do it for 100 years. We don't want to do right. it for, you know, a couple months. And yeah. it's like this week we're, you know, refreshing the office downtown. We're refreshing the, the operator's room here uh, here at the off, at Second Avenue up in Dispatch. We're repainting. Those are things we just got to do to maintain and it lets your folks know that, hey, we appreciate you. I mean, yeah, we're, that's right. We want to do right by you. But, but no, we, we appreciate it. Appreciate everyone listening. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we can keep, keep improving and keep focusing on our five principles. Safety, quality, uh, being kind to customers, being, you know, keeping equipment clean and being a go-getter. So if we can do that, that's, that's what we're after. Appreciate Mike for joining us today. Thank you.